Welcome to the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. I'm Rob Cressy, and I'm super excited to be jamming with you. Joining me on today's show to help you be a more informed college basketball better is the crack man, Bill Krakenberger. But first, with one game remaining in the NFL season, for a large majority of the betters, that is going to be the end of your betting season, or you're going to be significantly winding down. I know from my past experience, I was one of those people where when football was done, I wasn't betting again until March Madness or other major events. But here's the thing. I know that that is a missed opportunity. I've been a longtime college basketball and NBA fan, but rarely bet on the games. The main reason for this was I just wasn't an informed better enough like I was with football, I just didn't have the same level of confidence, so I sat on the sidelines. That is until last season when I decided to make the end of January, all of February, and all of March a lot more fun by betting college basketball. Like the NFL, I created a process for how I was going to be successful. On today's show, I'm bringing on a college basketball expert to help build that foundation and process for you. My recommendation is for you to start by having low expectations. Use getting into college basketball as an opportunity to practice bankroll management, to have fun while watching the games because you're going to have tons of action all over the place. Plus, it'll help get you ready for March Madness. Once you get one season under your belt, then you'll have ramped up your betting knowledge and strategy enough to be excited for when it comes around again next year. Send it in, Jerome! Will you be in Las Vegas or Atlantic City for the big game on Super Bowl weekend? 2020 is Cover's 25th anniversary, and we're kicking off the year by hanging out at sports books in Las Vegas and Atlantic City for the big game. Join us at the books in the Lincoln, Las Vegas, in Bally's Wild Wild West in Atlantic City to meet the covers crew, to talk sports betting, and to score some great prizes. In Vegas, we're giving away a $1,000 bankroll for the big game. And in Atlantic City, we're giving away a VIP viewing area for the Super Bowl. Plus, we also have some other prizes and tons of free swag to give away. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to get more details on when we'll be at the link in Bally's that weekend. We like, we like Before we get to the games, from our friends at Covers Experts, here's an exclusive offer for the Sharp 600 listeners only. Get 25% off any Covers Experts product when you use promo code SHARP25. Take advantage of this limited time offer. Save a little money and follow the pros all the way to the bank. Again, that's Sharp 25 for 25% off any product. And joining me to talk about some college basketball action and to help you be a more informed better is Bill Krakenberger, professional sports gambler. You can follow him on Twitter at Bill Crackman, and that is with a K, Bill. Great to have you on the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. Nice to meet you. 
So we're going to jam about college basketball, but there was something in the sports betting news which just dropped yesterday that I saw on Twitter that we were talking about off air that I think is super important for us to talk about. And there's a guy who I believe is 27 years old, and the reason I saw it is because he's from Illinois, so he's got picked up by the local news, who got popped for embezzling uh, millions of dollars. He was a high-stakes sports better, rocking Louis bags and and sweatshirts and all this stuff, and he was very much living the sports gambler persona life. The 1-900 everything, like the guy, he says he's hitting 65%. And I saw it and I was like, man, this is not what I like to see about the industry. And you had some thoughts on this as well. Well, yeah, you know, the, this, this particular person, and then, yes, you're right, the Chicago Tribune picked it up and I, that's where I read it also. And, uh, you know, he was going around Las Vegas and everyone was saying, who is this masked man, you know, betting 20, 50,000 a game. And, uh, you know, he'd come to the casinos with bags full of cash, and he was talked about. And then when he got a little bit of media attention because he started mentioning, I'm friends with Odell Beckham, and I'm friends with this guy, this guy. And, you know, that, that creates a buzz, and the media loves to pick up on this kind of stuff. Of course, they actually did interview him. He got a, he got a couple interviews, and he got himself out there a little bit for some media attention. And, you know, when, when I read it, originally I'm saying this kid can't be 65%. Anyone that talks about that and brags about 65%, you know they got to be a BSer a little bit. You know something's going on. Or maybe just a trust fund kid or something. But I know from years past I've seen this happen. Every couple of years someone will come around and you'll find out that they literally stole the money or something happened like this person. Um, someone actually gave him almost $10 million. He, they thought they were making money with him because he was that good of a talker. He talked them into it. And now he's going to go to prison for, for a while. So, um, and he was young. He was only like 25 years old at the time. So he was living that lifestyle, walking around with the, you know, the Louis Vuitton sweaters and jackets and, you know, the, the fancy cars, fancy clothes. And, you know, in the end, that doesn't work out a lot. But see, the, the problem is these millennials, these, these kids, the under 40 crowd, they love to see that, especially the under 30 crowd, really. This is the, wow, this guy's in Vegas. He's living the dream life. I like to follow him on Twitter. I like to follow him on socials, Instagram. Let me find out about his life. It's so cool. I wish I can do that. Well, folks, I'll tell you it's all. That's not the way it really is. That's few and far in between. These guys that do that and rock these fancy Rolls Royces and stuff. You know, I say it all the time. I can drive any car I want. I drive a Kia. I'll tell you why. For the value, I just and I just bought a nice. I bought a newer one. It's the second key in a row I bought. I mean, uh, you know, I, I tell you, right, I bought, but I, I've had one before. It's just great value, 100,000 mile warranty. I'm looking for the positive EV. I call it expected value in almost everything in life, including that. So these guys want to drive around with their fancy cars and uh, do all this fancy stuff. Trust me, snake oil salesmen, watch out for them. That is one of the favorite things I've ever heard on my podcast, straight from a sports better's mindset about the value of the car. And I completely agree with you on all of that. And I wanted to talk about this at the beginning, just because uh, with social media, it can be very easy to fall into the trap of here's someone who's hot, here's someone who's flashy, here's picks. And one of the things that I love about hosting this podcast is we're authentic and raw. I'm going to tell you when we win. I'm going to tell you when we lose. You're going to see my entire brand. It's not just sports betting. You're going to see the totality of things because I'm a real person, and that's what goes into it. And, oh, by the way, I would like to believe that someone who is hitting 65%, I might not want to be talking about that because if you're rolling at 65% 
is someone going to see what you're doing and change something to lose your edge? Yeah, that's a great point too. You know, even myself, you know, I have an app. Like I said, I have this, I spent the money, a lot of money on this app and I have a crack wins app. You know, we're hitting a ridiculous percent on NBA totals for some reason this year, like 63%. It's ridiculous. It almost can't keep up to that percentage. It's unheard of. And you know, the first time I ever said it was right here. Cause I don't talk about it on Twitter. I have a lot of Twitter followers. Uh, I, I don't even talk about it. I'm, I'm very humble, but I'm just telling you that's a real percentage and that is unsustainable. That can't go on forever. Uh, to have a season at 60% is going to make me and my guys, my followers, a lot of money. And we're hitting a ridiculous amount right now on, on, on NBA totals, but I don't even talk about it usually. So if you mentioned the 65, I don't know how anyone can, uh, and by the way, he's betting NBA sides and he was betting NFL games. Give me a break. And some college football sides. You know how hard it is to beat NFL? You know how hard it is to beat the NBA? And when I talk about that, I mean it's sides. You know, the, the, you know, the team versus the team. Kansas City versus San Fran. Not the total on the game. I find totals to be beatable. Obviously, I just told you what we're doing in NBA totals this year. But uh, the sides, I'll tell you, I don't know who can beat NFL sides. They're that hard to beat. I haven't found one syndicate group that's long-term that can beat NFL totals to the point where, I mean, I'm sorry, NFL sides where they could beat like the totals or something else. So, so even if you have a program that does kick out, you know, 53% winners in the NFL, it's such a small program, such a small percentage compared to college basketball or college football where you can hit 55, 56% long-term. And that's going to make, it's going to make everyone a lot of money. If you, if you just go along with that money management though, that's the main, that's the key. People can't do that. The average person, even the people that are actually sharp, sometimes they let emotion get involved. I don't even watch the games. That's right. I don't even watch the games. I have a team of guys that does all the work. I do not – there's no emotion in my life at all. When my guys text me, oh, my God, did you see that? Or, or, you know, I'll placate them. A little. I'll you know, tell them, oh, yeah, man, that's a shame. Don't worry, we got more coming. Like, I, I, I don't – there's no emotion. That stopped, that stopped in the early 2000s, any emotion in the games. Because that makes you overbet. It makes you chase the games at night. It makes you bet when you don't want to bet. You know, it, it makes you play online. You know, all these brand new jurisdictions that have sports betting now, every one of them has online casinos. And why? I'll tell you why. Because when the games end, the games can begin for people. Sitting home in their underwears while their wife's sleeping, they're uh, on their couch betting online blackjack or online roulette or online slots. Give it a break, man. If you're doing that, you really need help. Woo-wee, we are coming out with fire today. So let's transition this bad boy over to the world of college basketball. And with this, what I want to do is set a foundation for how to bet college basketball. Because I know for a lot of people, the NFL season's about to end, college football season's done, and we're going to need some action. Conference tournaments are coming up. We've got March Madness coming up there. But not everybody has bet college basketball. So I wanted to see if you could help us get the right foundational mindset for ways to bet it. And let's just start with literally the simplest thing. We've got spreads, money lines, over-unders, teasers. In those right there, what, sort of, what is the best way that someone in an entry-level way can get into college basketball betting? I'll tell you right now. You said the word teasers. Teasers are only for NFL betting, and they're only through the key numbers of seven and three. A favorite that's a seven and a half, nine and a half point favorite. Teams can get down through the key numbers of seven and three to go underneath the three. Any other sport, especially basketball, especially college basketball, 
please, please don't ever bet teasers. Don't believe anything you hear. No one can beat the, the juice on a teaser in college basketball or NBA basketball or even college football. So I, I don't make sure that your, your listeners and your viewers realize this unbeatable to bet teasers. I bet college basketball sides. I bet college basketball totals. The sides actually, um, as the season goes on, it gets tougher and tougher to beat because more people realize and see that the, the, not only the bookmakers, but the media sources actually put on their media more stuff about each game and each team, especially this year when there's so many teams in contention. So that means that actually there's more information out there on, the, on those teams. Therefore, the bookmaker can actually get a tighter line for those teams. So, uh, you know, like I'll give you an example. Let's talk about Chicago. They don't know much about Chicago State. However, they know a lot about teams like Duke or, or Gonzaga, some of the big you know, teams that are in the media every day. But what we do is we scour for those, those smaller teams. So uh, I would pay attention to some of those smaller divisions and those smaller teams just to, just to let you know, too. And, and, and don't focus on the big teams. Like, you know, that's how people uh, get caught up. They can't wait for Duke, UNC, or, or, you know, Michigan, Michigan State. These, they can't wait for these big teams to come on TV, these big names. Some of them aren't even big names anymore, but they used to be big names. So – that's what the media builds up, and that's what I know most of you want to bet. I'll, I'll just tell you, just like there are, there's 130 FBS college football teams, there are 351 Division I college basketball teams. This translates into an average over 200 games a week. Uh, on a busy weekend, it could be 120 games on the board. So, you know, what does it mean for you as a better? Well, well, to be honest with you, first it means there's a ton of opportunities to be, for edges to be found and value to be had. Just like my team, they scour those boards to find those those games and those deliver deliver that to my subscribers. You know, um, being a sharp winning better requires dedication and discipline over the long haul, and and no long haul is longer or, or more lucrative than college basketball grind. So while you're at your day job, my team is uh, grinding all day to find that value. <laughs> so let's get a little bit deeper into this. So all right, we're going to be looking at the under the radar less sexy stuff. So what should we be looking for or considering? when looking at a spread or a team. So home versus road, uh, record, rankings, like what are the things on the simple foundational that we need to understand to say, all right, we can start putting together almost like a formulaic thought process of these are the things I need to be thinking about for something to qualify as something I can consider. Yeah, great question. I was debating whether to give you the answer, but I'm, gonna, I'm going to. Uh, I'll tell you something. Just for beginners, I built up a bankroll doing this, seeing indicators in the market. This is a great thing, especially for these smaller schools. I want you to write down, and my, my, my guys are going to be upset that I'm saying this on a, on a video or a podcast or talking about this, but, you know, most people, it's hard for them to do this anyway long term. But I'm going to just give you guys this. I want you to write down the overnight lines on every single game. Yes, it's a little tedious. I just want you to write down there. Don't even do the totals, just the sides of every single game. Now, that's a small market. The small markets are, are really the ones I want you to really focus on, not the big games. I want you to see what the line is the next morning. In other words, you're going to do it at 8 at night, 9 at night. They come, on, they come up around 6 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock my time. I want you to write down those teams, and I want you to write them down in the morning also. I want you to write down that morning spread around 8 a.m. By 8 a.m. my time, 11 a.m. Eastern time, I want you to write them down again. 
I want you to see where those lines go. They're not moving giant, but they're just moving a half a tick or a tick, which is one full point. Doesn't even happen, though. This season is a little bit tougher. This season, they're only moving about a half a point. Well, long term, you're better off betting that team, even at the worst number, because guys like us, we have a line of, you know, uh, you know, whatever the team may be, Maine, Maine plus three. Well, now it's plus two and a half, or it's plus two. And now you'll see, we actually, well, let's just let you know, we actually have the game at Pick'em. So the plus two or plus two and a half is still a good bet. So that's the, that's, listen, we're one of the sharpest, I, I, we're one of the sharpest syndicate groups. So I'm saying follow that. That's just for beginners. Write them down, track them. Just, um, just, don't, don't even bet them if you don't want. Just just check the method and see what you what would you what would you have done long term on those smaller schools compared to uh, what you're doing now. Because you know people always want to think they win, but let me tell you something: 99.9% long term are losing betters. And I'm not trying to insult anybody, but you know most people only look at a game from their side too. It's the number one mistake sports betters do. They only watch their team on the court or on the field. Let's use the court here. So they're only watching when, oh, my God, he should have been fouled. Oh, my God, I can't believe they didn't call that. Oh, my God, I can't believe you called that against me. You're not looking at the other side because guess what? I could be sitting here rooting for Team A. You could be sitting here rooting for Team B. By the end of the game, we're both going to make excuses why we should have won that game because you're only looking at it from one point. It's a natural human reaction. Human instincts only to do that. But that keeps you back. That keeps you coming back, by the way. You're not going to come back and you say, I can't figure this out. You're going to, it keeps you coming back because you think you actually should have won a game when you lost it. It happens all the time. So let's talk about the line movement that you said there. I love that exercise because I'm 100% going to do it. But I think with college basketball, you can see larger point swings than you may see in a traditional uh, football game. So, for example, if a line were to move five points or something in football, you'd be like, holy crap, Batman, this thing just moved five points. So what is a larger line movement? mean in the grand scheme of things and is there a point in which uh the value is gone because i know you mentioned hey we're going half point one point from the overnight to this but is it going to be just the more higher profile duke north carolina kentucky games where you're like man that was a four and a half point line movement talk to us about small versus big movement that's not going to happen though unless it's an injury nothing's moving five points unless there's an injury or there's something related to, uh, you know, uh, more of the, the team uh, being sick or something. By the way, this year, the line movement is nothing like previous years. It's a very tight market this year. On totals, they do move, though. So college basketball totals, they're going to move three, four, five points sometimes. There's a syndicate group out there that bets totals, and they move the market around pretty good. Uh, however, the, your question's excellent because let me just tell you something. You can make a case for a team – if it moves because of an injury, let's say I'll use a big team like a Duke or something like that. So if their top player's out, automatically the game's going to move a couple points. And if it moves too much, the other side always becomes the right value. Because let's just think of this, all right? I'll use the NBA. This happens all the time when LeBron's out of the game. LeBron goes out, the game moves three, four points. Well, the guy that's actually stepping into LeBron's shoes probably could start on any other team. So you got to think he's that good. And he wants, to show, he wants to show the team he could start. He's that good. 
There's so many incentives for him. Uh, usually, that team is the right play, is to bet the injured team after the public. It's like, it's like snow. When the public sees snow on TV because the broadcasters are all bundled up in their hoodies and their sweatshirts and their hats and there's snow in the background and the public sees it. They go on live 4 o'clock for a 4.15 or 4.20 game. What's the public do? They run to their bookmaker and they bet the under. Under, 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 under. Well, to be honest with you, snow hardly even matters. What only matters is the wind. So if there's no really big wind over 10 miles an hour or gust, well, listen, I love when people, when they show that and people bet the under. I am 90%, I am coming in on the over after it moves because that's all public money and public perception. But, um, it's just not. It's just not right. So, but you. But what you said though is absolutely correct. Though a game that will move five points or something like that, there could be uh, a, a huge injury or something, or maybe there's just a couple different. It went, now I should say, when a couple syndicates come on top of each other on college basketball, yes, a game will move. Nothing to do with an injury. A game can move two, three points, and a lot of times though, uh, unbelievably, the game will be great. Minus one was a play for the team that bet the minus one. Now it moves to four and a half. I'll just tell you this. The, I'll come in and bet plus five minus 20 on the other side because both sides can be right of a game, if that makes any sense. But, you know, from, that's how tight this market is. 100%. So now let's get a little bit more specific on some teams uh, to help inform the betters a little bit more. And sure. the first team that I want to talk about is San Diego State, a team that we traditionally would not say, oh, here's a top five powerhouse right here what are your thoughts on them and i know you've got a story related to san diego state yeah you know it, it, it's, a, it's a great question you know they're, they're 20 and oh i think they just wanted they're, they're 20 and oh uh you know the, the the they have a coach brian dutcher there who's an assistant under ex-coach steve fisher for 27 years imagine you're with someone for 27 years you know fisher let him let him you know really what he left him with a great program let me just be honest and, and coach dutcher has a skip to beat Without a true elite team in college basketball season, San Diego State is as good as anyone. And I was showing you before on my phone. I know it couldn't come, it didn't come over visually that good. Uh, I just bet the Westgate. Uh, I bet twelve hundred and fifty bucks to win fifty thousand at forty to one. I, I, I think that that's a really good value. Forty to one's not right on, on San Diego State. And you know, when it comes closer to that, sometimes you guys, I don't really recommend futures a lot because there's so much juice in that market um, compared to straight betting. But, or, or just, you know, there's another thing to do, too. This is like, oh, my God, this is another podcast. But you can actually, when it comes to March Madness and stuff and, and these futures, you can actually just money line parlay that team instead of betting the future. And a lot of times you'll get a better price just money line parlay on, on, on that. But uh, going back to San Diego State, yes, I think 40 to 1, great price on them. This is so wide open this year. I actually printed you guys out. I mean, just think about it. Uh, this, yeah, this is the first time in a long time that, 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 that a ton of these teams actually have a chance to win it all. Uh, maybe even 20 teams. I know it sounds crazy. I printed these out, though. Gonzaga, Kansas, Baylor, San Diego State. They all look like number one seeds, by the way. Uh, but like Louisville, Duke, FSU, all of these, all these ACC have a shot. Villanova, Michigan State, Oregon, Kentucky. Uh, you know, the, the usual suspects uh, – had the talent to win six games in March, but can't count. Can't you can't count out teams like Dayton, Butler, Houston? It, it's truly wide open this year. 
All right, so we'll quarter, we'll sort of zoom through this with a, like a lightning round. So let's talk about the Blue Bloods real quick. We're used to seeing North Carolina being good, and they are having a terrible season. We're used to seeing Duke, Kentucky, Kansas. What are your thoughts on the Blue Bloods in general? Well, I'll tell you right now. Uh, I know Roy Williams has had a great tenure, uh, but this may, you may be seeing the end of Roy Williams as head coach at UNC. Uh, a lot of this year's failure is going to be blamed on one of the top freshman players in the country, Cole Anthony, uh, being in that one injury. But uh, he's actually the ex-UNLV star son, Greg Anthony. I don't know if people don't know that. But um, it's getting harder to recruit for Roy each year. I wouldn't be surprised if he stepped away in, in, in the next two years. And, uh, you know, there, there's just th – these, these teams that uh, – these, these kids that, that, that just want to play one and done, it's, uh, it, it's, it's scary to me. That these that they, you know these that they're even allowed to do that, but that's what it is. It is what it is. So, um, you know, I give out Houston a hundred to one of my to my subscribers. So I think it's so open for that Louisville sixteen to one. This is just some of the other ones that I I'm just remembering now. But uh, I just think these, like I said, it, it's it's so wide open. And listen, I'll tell you one thing too. When like this weekend's games, I know um, you know, there's some big games and people want to see Baylor versus Florida, whatever it may be. Um, I don't ever. You know, you have to handicap. We come up with the line before the line's up. So we have to handicap the games before the line's even up, and then we can do a comparison on these teams. But these big teams, I'll just tell you this. Always know this. The bookmaker that puts up the originating line, they always know that you know who the top five, top ten teams are. So they automatically skew it a little bit towards the favorite because they know the public's going to come in with anticipation of betting that way. So be careful. Don't get sucked in. Like I said, I, I honestly don't even play the big games. So, um, excuse me. I don't even play the big games. I, I, very rarely. Don't get sucked into these teams like, like the Baylors of the world. You know, whatever the, you know, Florida's. These big, these big you know, top games. I'll tell you right now, I know they're fun to watch. I know they're the ones that are on the marquee matchups on TV. Uh, again, just, just be careful because this year, like I said, is really, really wide open. Bill, you are a wealth of information. I love the way that you get down, the way that you put things. I love that you're a value better. Where can everybody connect with you? Yeah, you know, um, this year I, I actually developed an app, Crack Wins app. It's in, it's in, the, it's in the, uh, the app stores. And uh, I just try to help all my guys because, listen, uh, really, for, for, without a question, NCAA basketball offers some of the best bet betting action in the market. And, you know, some of my guys – they, they know that I preach money management and finding long-term value. College hoops is kind of the best avenue for profit, even though NBA is outperforming at NBA totals this year. Um, you know, it, it, there's a ton of opportunities, a lot of edges. Like I said, my, my team scours the board every day to find those games and deliver them to our subscribers. Crackwins.com and uh, the, the Crackwins app. And I want to hear from you. Do you bet college basketball and or would you let me know about your experience? You can hit me up on Twitter, at Rob Cressy. Make sure to use hashtag Sharp600 and be part of our community. And one thing that really helps us out a ton that I love is when you go to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review. When you show us love, we will show you love back and give you a shout-out on the show. And remember, if you want to be a Sharp, don't be a square with your bankroll. Be disciplined with your money management. The book of Della Devil hit you with the rap level of 10. The one, two, three, your pen. I get action. So everybody jump with your rump. If you like the way the sound pump, pump it in your black trunk. And let loose 
with the juice when I do rock. I'm too hot. Some say I got more juice than Tupac.